Well, hey there, it's me, Lacey, and I couldn't be more excited that you are here to join us. It is our 100th episode. I cannot even believe that we have come that far. But to celebrate, we actually are doing a giveaway, and it ends today. So hurry up and join in on this giveaway. We are asking folks, if you have not rated or reviewed the podcast yet, to go ahead and jump on into the podcast, subscribe, rate and review. And anyone who does this actually gets access to our exclusive holistic homestead workshop, where we will help you plan and execute your perfect homestead for your your life, you know, one that is supportive of all your needs. And we also are giving away a bunch of other stuff as well. We have partnered with some of our favorite companies, um, Bootstrap Farmer, So True Seed, we have seeds, we have seed trays, we have books. I just, it's for the homesteader, for the homeschooler, for the entrepreneur. Go and check out everything that we're giving away and see the instructions on how easy it is to jump in and potentially win at theschoolhouselife.com backslash giveaway. Go ahead and hop on over there. Do it today as the contest ends today and we will announce winners next time. Hey friends. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned, everything from growing a garden to earning an income, to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. All right, we're back. We're going to finish our conversation about Shemitah, which I'm really excited about. And we kind of left it off. We were talking about why why we sort of started incorporating the idea of Shemitah and, and what that might look like. And now we're just going to go through some more, you know, why even do it? You know, how can we even do it? And what it might look like on our, our farm and on your farm, if you wanted to, or homestead, if you wanted to try to experience the year of Shemitah alongside us. So hopefully we'll check back in through the year on this and kind of keep you guys posted on what's happening and what it looks like and yeah, how we've adapted it and interpreted it our own homestead. If you didn't catch the first episode, Shemitah is literally means let go. And this is the seventh year and in in the Hebrew Bible it says that this is what you should do in agriculture. So let go and not till the land, not work the land. And we talked about this last time, that harvest more than you can eat immediately. So that's all a lot of interesting things for somebody who's a quote-unquote self-sufficient homesteader. Right, <laughs> yeah. So now instead of doing that, we're going to not do it, which is something I, I, like, thinking about, I don't think we've done in, like, 20 years mm-hmm. or more. Not not fully, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, it's funny because we've talked about it. we talked about it a lot. We've talked about it for months, honestly, and even even the whole of the year because we did see this Hold coming. on. Well, let's back up because we've talked about – you guys heard Lacey say we've talked about it for months. Those of you that saw the Facebook post – That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> Lacey, I posted this whole long post, and it, people were interested in it, and then Lacey said, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> no, he said <laughs> – he said, we're quitting farming for a year. Right. And I, that was the first line. And I said, wait, we are? Because we had <laughs> had all these conversations. And it's not, you know, it's not that we hadn't been discussing it. So it wasn't like new to me when he said that. However, it was new to me that we weren't going to do any of the things he listed out. He did admit to me that he had to be extreme to kind of get your attention. Yeah. The, I quit. The, we're quitting farming. That was just an extreme one. <laughs> But I think that, you know, when I read that, I was like, wait, 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 I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> and honestly, what it what it made me feel was just a con- like a sense of like loss of control. Honest- that's what I felt initially. And even though what I responded with in the comment that I posted, which was we are, you know, 
I knew it would be funny for everyone, but it, I, I wasn't really trying to be funny. That's how I actually felt. <laughs> Which um, is usually when you're your funniest. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway. So loss of control. What loss do you mean? of control. I mean, I think this is the hardest part for me in anything. And maybe I, I would think most humans struggle with that, right? Like we are on this planet and feel like, and I think that the current like societal norm is, you know, you're in charge of your own life and you, you know, if you're failing, you're failing on your account. And I mean, there's just a lot of those things. And I agree with those. You know, I agree that on some level, what we are experiencing is a result of maybe not what we've done, but at, at least our our own experience in some way or another. And if that's because, you know, the good Lord thinks you need to learn a specific lesson and he's giving you this struggle for that reason, or if, you know, there's a result of something, some choice that you've made. I mean, I think there's a lot of struggles going on. So then you, you have all this, like, what you feel like is responsibility to control that and the outcome. And, you know, as I've said before, it feels the world is falling apart now and more than it ever has. And to let go of that one little piece that it feels like we can do to be prepared. And that's, I think we talked about that last time too. I think that's where the magic happens. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I, a lot of things over the last year have made me think, okay, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. Talking with other friends and folks in our community, you know, the common thread is the same, right? Like, okay, how do we be prepared? How do we get back to like that place where we don't need the, the you know toilet paper whatever it is right I feel like that's an easy one right <laughs> uh, family cloth oh no <laughs> anyway so point being like okay what can we really do to fundamentally be prepared for any situation and we, there's all these shows I mean everybody's fascinated with this idea like reality tv I feel like is partly as popular as it is because people want to know what everyone else is doing in order to best be prepared and I think that as a believer, as somebody who really feels like there is a greater being taking care of me, I have to then look back at the scriptures and say, okay, where is that clear? <laughs> like, this is where I'm getting the idea of Shemitah from. How can the scripture prove to me that that's a system that works, right? And, you know, I'm human, so I need that. But, I mean, there's several examples, and one of the ones I always call on and have been for the last few months is when Moses came to take the Israelites out of Egypt. They were slaves and had nothing. And yet they left with everything, which is powerful if you think about it, you know, right? Like that's a... Yeah. Yeah. And they hadn't been stockpiling. They weren't like... They had no ability to stockpile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think my biggest like scriptural takeaway is right before the Israelites are about to go into the promised land and they're afraid to take, go in the promised land because they say, you know, the giants will kill our children. And Mm. And the Lord says like... Well, now you're going to wander in the desert and I'll take your children in because Mm -hmm. you didn't have the faith in me that I would handle the situation. Well, even the David and Goliath story we were reading a little bit yesterday. And I mean, you have this little kid who is like, if God said, do it, do it. There's no like, you know, will it work? Will I, will we be okay? Won't we die? Like there's, that's just not even a part of actual faith. Right. And, and I feel like I, I remember that similar feeling on, and people we talk to on like taking a seventh day Sabbath where like for us, our Sabbath is like we turn our phones off. We like shut down. We don't shop anywhere. We don't sell anything like in uh, we don't do yard work. We don't do farm work. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like a one day version of this one year version. But that was scary when we first started doing that. And well, especially as business owners. Yeah. And it has been a struggle, continues to be a struggle. 
And I think that honestly, that's part of it, though. Like the the part that matters to the person who told us to do it is that we are willing to to struggle. You know, would it be easy to have, you know, our market we do on a Sunday and we've gotten a lot of complaints. Living in the Deep South, most people are keeping that Sabbath day on Sunday and, and have similar maybe principles about that. But but we can't do Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just doesn't match our context and what we find to be the most important for our family. So that's a struggle. Would we have a bigger turnout? Maybe would we have more vendors? Potentially, would it be easier? Yeah, there's been a lot of market opportunities throughout the years. And even, you know, for me with the oil business to teach classes and do things on Saturdays has always been, you know, oh, yeah, well, that's a clear day. I should, you know, build my side business on a Saturday. But we've drawn the line there. And, and there have been times, even I remember in college, I almost failed a class because they had like an extra, it was just a huge to-do. Fortunately, you can always pull out the like religious freedom card and right. generally the <laughs> liberal arts schools will work around you. But it did come down to if I missed that day, then then I would have failed and um, they had to make a special a special workaround for me. Those Quakers, they'll do that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's dive into more. So, uh, I mean, the point just being like with that, that's just an example, a personal example of how the Lord always provides in those situations. Right. Like, and, yeah. and I ended up passing that class in flying colors. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, moving on. I mean, struggling, I think, is an important element of anything we do in our life. And it's going to be, it's come, come alongside anything you really want. And if you really want to be a follower of the creator, you're going to have to struggle to get there. If you really want to have a business, you're going to have to struggle to get that. If you really want to have children, you're going to have to struggle before and after, <laughs> right? Like there's all of these things in our lives that we think, oh, if I just had that, it would be so much easier. But the truth is it, re- it always requires struggle to get to that place. And what do I want ultimately to be as closely intertwined with nature and with God as I can be? And if that means that I have to let go in order to experience that fullness, it probably means that I have to struggle and let go to do that. Right. I think that what I would say is important is you don't have to struggle during it. Like, it's not that you have to suffer. Yeah. Um, no, suffering and struggling. I think yeah. it's two different things. Sure. Okay. So what about, what are we doing exactly? Like, I feel like. Yeah. What are our that. expectations? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we've gone back and forth and we've talked to a lot of other folks about what they're how they're interpreting it and and applying it. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. In my mind, I really want to, <laughs> I don't know, focus more on the greenhouse, which is technically, you know, if we're doing and starts and stuff, propagation and things like that, it's not really tilling anything. And it's just working with the plants a little bit more and getting more familiar with the plants. But then, So you're saying plants in pots is out of the earth. Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydroponics. You're gonna go hydroponic. <laughs> no, I don't like hydroponics. <laughs> <laughs> totally different podcast. <laughs> no, I mean that's what in my mind I've been like, okay, this is gonna be the year that we focus and even a little on landscaping. And I don't mean planting landscaping, I mean like yeah. just cleaning up a lot of the areas that we pathways. Right. That we just let slide because we're so focused on you know, that that produce. So we've gotten a pretty good relationship with a tree guy that keeps bringing us mulch. So we have like piles, literally like truck loads of mulch that we can put out. We're letting it kind of season and compost and that kind of thing. But I mean, the more the better, honestly. (laughs) Right. So technically, I mean, uh, technically, I don't know what the technical, but even like putting out landscape and mulching is kind of working the earth. But I would think it's actually like blanketing. It's like tucking it in. Okay. 
<laughs> so the the thing that's been challenging for Lacey and I, I think, is the what we're going to consume throughout the year, like food. Right. Like right now going into fall, I feel like it's easy. We generally don't have a ton of produce that we grow throughout the winter. Well, I thought this would be our first year with the right. greenhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. But honestly, I, mean, I, I think I the I feel like it's like even more of a like jokes on you. Like you had this huge yeah. plan and like <laughs> we're changing the whole plan. And quite honestly, I'd rather change a plan that way than like a tree fall across the greenhouse and get mm. get uh, the plan changed that way. So, amen. Well, then the other thing too is that where we put the greenhouse is in a place where the soil is especially depleted. Yeah. After years and years of mowing, 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 so it's going to give it a chance to rest. We've planted the things in there this year that we can leave and just you know let them drop their seed, let them you know, sort of rot in place and build up the soil that way. And I think we could, then it'll just make for more abundance next year. And we have already laid down a lot of mulch in there and that kind of thing. So, so I think it's just going to make it even better when we are ready to actually right. get yeah. that rolling. Yep. <laughs> the other thing is foraging. You're allowed to eat whatever you find. If you're out on a walk and you find chives or, or green onions, wild green onions, or you find black cherries or you find blackberries or whatever you're allowed and that's actually encouraged eat that and I think that honestly that's a piece that I'm most excited about because I think we're going to really challenge ourselves we've done a lot of identifying and looking out to see what we can eat but we haven't done a lot of the actual eating yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I think that this year will be the year where rubber meets the road in that regard and we start to just you know truly kind of fully comprehend what's there without our input yeah and i think the other thing that i'm kind of excited about is like grapes and blackberries and those kind of things will be bountiful if it's like this past year so Mm -hmm. we'll be able to invite people in to pick that and you know we don't want it to go to waste so but we won't be putting up as much we won't be yeah we won't be preserving so I mean, our kids literally will eat a one-gallon basket of grapes in a day. So I don't, I don't know how much extra there will be, but the I think it not farming will also give us a lot more time to do other things that, like Lacey said, was saying, landscaping stuff, but also just being as a family and maybe taking trips or visiting other farms or you know mm. other things other when than we just first moved our heads here. down. Yeah, when we first moved here, we said okay. We got here in 2012. We said, okay, so 2019 is going to be the year of the vacation. (laughs) We're going to just, you know, find somebody to farm sit the whole year and we'll just go. We'll hit the road. Really? We said that? We did say that. Oh, man. We didn't do that. No. (laughs) We did travel. I didn't know. I would have said, let's do it. I think ultimately we ended up spending, I mean, we went to Israel almost twice that year. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of did. We kind of did that. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, But anyway, I mean, so... I don't know that we'll do that this year. You know, the world is a different place and yeah. and we have other things going on. But I am excited to see what that looks like. Like, what does it look like when we're not so tied to, you know, being here and planting and, and seed starting and all of the little things that you can't really get someone else to babysit for you. Yeah. It's just, it's a really weird feeling to think about, like, January not planting seeds. Yeah, the, it's know? even weirder because we've already got a bunch of seeds. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm not limiting myself to not doing things like flowers and herbs and things like that, just because I feel, I just feel like, you know, they're, I, you know, I want to support the pollinators and I want to support, you know, the health of the soil. And so I'm not going to do that in order to produce for any sales or anything like that, but just to kind of increase the fertility of the land itself. So 
yeah, it's not a like veggie garden, but right. And we are planting garlic because we ordered garlic and it came in, so <laughs> it will also be planted and we will harvest it. So uh, you know, our belief is there's <laughs> grace in it all, right? Like we're we're doing the best we can, and in seven more years, we'll have an even better plan and know what to expect more, or you know, have more ideas on how to make shmita better then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's really, this is just a lesson in seeing what happens when we, when we shmita, when we let go, even just a little bit, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we've heard people say is like picking a square, one of their raised beds, right? And just letting that go. Did we talk about that last time? We did a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so that might be something that you could incorporate into your process or pick a, a square, you know, area of your yard that you can just let that emerge and see what grows and, and get really familiar with it. I think, I think it's our year. So Shabbat every week is a, a time where we can sit back and actually enjoy what we, we have, right? Where we can rest and enjoy. And instead of trying to get something done, we're trying to just connect. And I think, you know, if we look at this year like that, how can we connect more? And if you put a square space of your yard and let that grow, whatever it's going to grow, you you know, learn about those plants and become familiar with them and understand what they can do for you or what they do for the earth or why they're growing there and, and have, you know, that experience, that full experience. I mean, that's a really a valuable thing to do as a gardener as a as a human yeah. participating in nature so yeah. so i think we might set up a few spaces like that too um in the what we traditionally mow areas yeah. perhaps but yeah or if you want have whole fields that you can let rest maybe it's the year maybe you've noticed it struggling and and really not producing what you feel like is ideal or you need too much input you need too much spray too much you know manure whatever the case may be maybe it's this is the year to let that reset yeah i talked to a, a friend of ours and they were like you know we we're just tired of gardening this last gardening year was really hard on us they're like we read your post and think we think we're probably going to do something in the same idea of shmita mm -hmm. and I, so i think it's also just like giving you permission like hey it's yeah. okay to take a year off mm -hmm. like you know as homesteaders we feel like like we've said we got to be doing it but you don't necessarily have to be doing it so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i'm excited to see it and i hope you guys will Give us some ideas of what you're doing, if you're going to try it, if you're not, and, you know, let us know what you think. Yeah, and I mean, I encourage you, if you're like, oh, I don't know about that, like, go back, read the scriptures for yourself about it, it's all in Leviticus, and, and just see, you know, what does that even mean for you today, and how can that be a part of your, your cycle, and, and is it, even just studying it, a valuable thing to understand as, you know, a part of your belief system, so... Anyway, all of it is fascinating, and I think something we could probably go on and on right? and on yeah. about. But. So if you like talking about this kind of thing, or if you want some help just with your homestead, we have a new homestead audit where it's uh, we sit down with you for an hour and just talk about what's going on in your homestead, give you some ideas on how to make your homestead better. Um, if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, go to theschoolhouselife.com, and it's there in the menu. We'd love to help you with that. And please share on uh, Facebook and Instagram what you think about Shmita and Shmita-ing. 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 <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Friends, thank you for listening. I just want to remind you to check us out. The Academy might be a really great option for, for you and your homestead. We are there to help. We want to make sure you have your questions answered and help you step-by-step step through your homesteading journey. So check out the Academy. It could be the perfect way for you to get the answers you need for your homestead. 
Also, share our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to let your friends and family know that it was valuable. I would love if you would rate and review for us. It means the world. It helps us gain traction and get the word out about what what it is we're trying to share, which is the hope that comes only from the homestead. And lastly, big news. We have an online market for our local folks to get connected with the farmers in this area who have products to sell. Better than organic high quality, handmade, handcrafted, homegrown goodness right here, easy to pick up. Connect with us there and check it out.